You're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show with Zach and Josh. Brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Happy Friday, everyone. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you for the next two hours as we get ready for the weekend. Head into Combine Week. We've got a Sabres game tonight. Niagara basketball is in action against Canisius. So you got a little local rivalry going there. We've also got a Sabres game Sunday, correct, as well? Yes, Carolina on Sunday. Very no- Oh, boy. Never mind. Not very nice. <laughs> hey, Never guess what? Mind. I opened my laptop to Tankathon, and that was the first website that was pulled up. I simmed the lottery, and the Sabres went from 8th to 9th. Oh, oh, wow. I was so you going to hit me with the first overall pick. Like, that's a great mood to be in. Great no. way to start off a... Didn't fight. even get there. Gotta love it. It's good. It's <laughs> Wait. Good. Nope. Nope. Just did it's it again. St- it's still not good. Arizona moves up four spots to one. Gotta love it. <laughs> love Gotta it. love it. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you here on the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. And that is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll need to find it at NorthtownAuto.com. All right. Combine week next week, Josh. I know. It came out of nowhere. I... Honestly, like, because we've been promoting it all week. I mean, you've probably heard Zach or I do it in our updates where it's, mm-hmm. you know, tune in because Sal's going to be there. I'm going I'm to do it, the read at some point well, in the show. It, it came out of nowhere. Like, I just, I'm, I'm like, yeah, it. the Combine's next week. And then I'm all, also like, whoa, the Combine's next week. Like, I was saying it last night on the nightcap of just how quick you realize the NFL offseason goes, or at least like yep. the key points that like everyone's excited for, and that's always like the start of free agency, you know, the legal tank, t- tampering period, which is always a blast, and then the draft, and then you know within that is like the combine, the Senior Bowl, and all that. It's like a two and a half month run, maybe right. three. Like if, if, thing, like, like, if you had... truly take a little bit of break after the Super Bowl, yeah, it's a very quick run, and then it's the long wait. Then right. you've got a, a bit here where, like, it's rookie mini camps where, like, you don't get a ton there. No one's hitting. They're not in pads. So it's nothing crazy. Mandatory mini camps come a little bit later, but that's in the summer. So we're going through basically all the spring with nothing really going on. Golf. Golf. <laughs> it comes at you fast, though. We're like, everything yeah. else, we're like, boom, it's the combine. And then the combine kind of wraps up, and you're basically a month away from the draft. And after the combine, it's just rumor season. And I've told you, like, that's maybe my favorite part. Of the combine, and then like you know, the few days afterwards of just like, who's BSing everybody? Like who's telling the truth? Who's lying? You know, it, it it's the rumor game, and it's a blast. Like yeah. I can't stand when teams give away the game, and are just like, yeah, it's gonna be that guy. Like obviously they don't outright say it, but like I'm I'm kind of glad as a Bills fan, I've never had to deal with like the generational prospect that they're gonna take a number one overall. I'd love the talent. Do not mistake what I'm saying. I would love the talent, right? But I would be just so bored by like. January. It's it's crazy to me that like I don't know why this thought just popped into my head, but like throughout the entirety of the the Bills drought, there was never one year where it was, yep, the Bills are drafting one overall, they're going to get some generational guy, it's going to be great, this is the turnaround. They're going to draft go. a quarterback and no. And nope, they're at like eighth the, every single year. The worst <laughs> they did, I I want to say it was 2011 when they take Marcel Darius at 3 yep. or yep. Uh, at 3 or 4. But that's the lowest they've gotten. Right. And like, it, and, and it was a point that was brought up yesterday with Bulldog and Nate of there's a little bit of reminiscing yesterday with a lot of hockey anniversaries, you know, Miracle. Uh, you get the Ottawa Sabres brawl, which was a ton of fun because mm-hmm. that's just not even a part of the game anymore, let and alone then, like the Sabres being good. And then today you have the Ilya Labushkin anniversary. Which, Which I called on fantastic. Twitter, by the way. Yeah, that was crazy that you said that the, that goal was going to happen. 
And then and it was all it because did. I was so pissed off. The Sabres took a penalty or got a penalty <laughs> called on them. Right. That I was just like, what's the craziest thing that would happen? Oh, yeah, Labushkin scores on a shorthand. <laughs> and he did it. I was like, oh, wait a second. Maybe I have superpowers, which just 10-year-old Zach would have lost his mind. But regardless, so the conversation there, it was real quick because it was a lot of reminiscing and some good moments. You know, what do you miss most about the Sabres being a playoff team? And, and I'm sitting here going, well, pff, memories would be nice. I, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. And for me, though, like, it, it was a very quick point, but I, I do always kind of like to, like, I, I always linger on it a little bit when I hear it. It was, Nate brought up that it was like, you know, it's going into a 13-year playoff drought, but in hockey specifically, it feels more like a 25-year playoff drought. Right. And Bulldog was like, just a full agreement, like, yeah, it feels longer. And a lot of that is, too, it's, it's 82 games per season. You know, it, it's a sport that, Half the teams make the playoffs every year. It feels almost mathematically impossible that it's happened. Look at that. The Sabres defying math and the Bills defying math. Love that for them. <laughs> but for me, it's also like like you just brought up. Like The Bills were never that organization that would just dive into the dirt and just be truly atrocious. The worst they were was mediocre and completely forgettable. They were in a smaller market. They didn't have a quarterback. They had a few guys that were pretty good, mainly defensive stars, and then a few you know spots here. You know, Fred Jackson was really underrated and good. C.J. Spiller had an awesome year. Lee Evans was horribly underrated most of his career. It's funny that you brought up the the 2011 draft. Where I remember it vividly. They drafted Josh, Marcel Darius. In, in, term, in terms of who I wanted them to get. Who did you want them to get? Cam Newton, man. Like just, oh, oh, at one, just, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Dude, yeah, yeah. Watching college football that year and seeing the Bills be bad to start the year. Yep. And Newton came on, I would say, about middle point of the year where you were like, okay, he's probably going one. Like, he's a different breed of quarterback that we've just never seen. Yeah. And then to watch the Bills win just enough games. And along with that, though, it was also just seeing Carolina be so inept with Jimmy Clausen at quarterback, a historically bad offense, and you're just like... That's the guy. Like that's right. that's yeah. how the bill. And I'm I know a young kid at that time. This is the year prior. The 2010 draft was the first draft. I really remember like being excited for having a prospect. I wanted them to get Jimmy Clausen, and like <laughs> being like really into it. 2011 then was like okay. Now it's it's we're going. We're we're, we're yeah. We're, we're, we're we're full bore here. But it's it's funny because I look at this and I'm like, could they have could they have taken a quarterback? Did they have to take defensive tackle? And they absolutely had to take anything. I want to say it was Blaine Gabbert was the next guy. That Blaine was Gabbert was the next guy. Uh, Jacksonville at nine. Or I'm sorry, no, Jake Locker was the next. Jacob Locker out of Washington. Yep. Wow, at, that is a name I have not heard in years. At eight to Tennessee, in his career, was I right though with Jacksonville at nine? No, Jacksonville was ten. They did take Blaine Gabbert though. Um, <laughs> he play, Jake Locker played thirty games at. 408 completions on 709 attempts for just under 5,000 passing yards. Had 27 touchdowns, but 22 interceptions. And, yeah, he was out of the league by 2014. What a draft class, by the way. Yeah, this, is, this isn't... This the isn't first a, seven picks all went to a Pro Bowl. At least one. Yeah, but after that, it's not great. I mean, you have J.J. Watt. Oh no, man! Like, I, have... like, keep going. This draft class is good. It is very, oh, okay. very yeah. good. No, yeah, it's getting better as I'm going. You have Cameron Jordan, uh, Cameron Hayward, Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick. Oh yeah, that was the year that Bills took Aaron Williams in the second round. That was fun. 
I was, Kyle always, I, I was always a fan. I was always a fan of Aaron Williams. No, Aaron Williams was cool. But, I mean, well, look, he, he was a Longhorn, so like I knew Aaron oh, Williams. So right. I was like, oh, yeah. let's go. This is exciting. I don't know where. I don't know why I went down this rabbit hole in this draft, but I was just curious because I was like, who who was available? Could the Bills have gotten a legitimate quarterback that year instead? You know, aside from the number one pick. But yeah, you were right though. Like other than that, that was their one of their lowest picks or highest picks, I should say, was four. And then everything else throughout the drought was like eight or nine. Like there was a couple of the fours in there, mm-hmm. but pretty much everything. There's a couple of 13s. Like 2004 was Lee Evans, 13. Yeah. And then. But that's the thing. I mean, like, they hung around most of that drought basically at either six and 10 and between that to like nine and seven some years. Right. And like yeah. that was only, I think, two or three. And I think the third one was them actually breaking the drought. Like yep. they just hung around there that entire time. But it's not like it mattered because mm-hmm. the Jets were still, like, okay. The Jets were okay. And they had their run for the first few years with Mark Sanchez yep. and Rex Ryan. Miami was basically the same as Buffalo. Right. Their only thing is they went to the quarterback a bit earlier with Ryan Tannehill. Mm. And I think they made the playoffs once with Tannehill. I think Adam Gase was their offense coordinator or something like that. I, I think they did with Tannehill. But, you know, we talked about it with Jeremy earlier this week as we were transitioning shows of just, like, yeah, like the EJ draft was very weird because, like, <laughs> yeah. e- like just we all vividly remember, like, it was just out in the open that, like, they were going to draft a quarterback kind of to shut everybody up in, like, the worst quarterback draft class, like, in recent memory. Dude, the 2013 draft class, I just – the name Ryan Nassib should bring back, like, night terrors to, to 25-year-olds everywhere. I'm sorry, night – what? Night terrors. Nightmares. Whatever. I, I was going to say. Yeah. I, I, Sleep it, paralysis demons. <laughs> they should be showing up in your bedroom when you hear the word Ryan, or the name Ryan Nassib. They hired Doug Marone, and everyone's like, his quarterback from from Syracuse. I know he has a fourth-round grade. Maybe they take him in the first round because they need a quarterback. That draft class is the bane of my existence, and it's one of my favorites. EJ Manuel was I, – I, I know this, but it's just – it's. Jarring to say it, see it again and say it. He was the only quarterback taken in the first round. He was. He was. And, and he was taken and at even 16. then it was considered a very big reach. Yeah. And like you, you look at the guys that go after him, DeAndre Hopkins, Cordero Patterson mm-hmm. in that draft. Like Le'Veon Bell's in that draft as Zach well in Ertz. the second round. Eddie man, Eddie Lacey. Oh boy. Darius Slay. Do you know who else goes in that draft class? In the third round? First pick of the third round. Who? Travis Kelsey. No. Travis Kelsey, yeah. Wow. Oh, that was when the Big East was still a thing in football, too. That's so fun. That's crazy. That is so fun. There's a lot of names in here, though. Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. third round as well. Oh, what a fun draft class. But, but I, it's for the most Matt part, Barkley. I, oh, that's in the right. fourth round of the Philadelphia that's Eagles. That's right. He <laughs> stayed in school, and just the draft process was not kind to him. Nope. At all. It was not kind to him. <laughs> but no, it's just it's just fun to I, I don't know again, I don't know how I got here, but 20, I just like looking at this stuff because it's so funny to see how far the bills have come, especially around now. Because think about think about what was going out over these airwaves in twenty thirteen at this time of year. It was combine seasons coming around and who are the bills looking at? They're at sixteen and who's available? What's available? Why what should the bills go get? And now it's well, the Bills are picking 28th, and they need, like, one piece, and they can probably make the, the Super Bowl. They actually traded back. They were at 8. Oh. They were actually at 8, so they were much closer. They traded back with St. Louis, who went to go get Tavon Austin. Oh. Who, I don't know if you remember him oh. in college. He was Do a, I remember Tavon Austin? He was a highlight reel in college. So they moved <laughs> back. 
I don't know what the trade was. I, I cannot remember the 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 trade, but I, I do remember being excited about that, or at least liking that they did that to still get the quarterback they wanted. I just I remember, just I I was so ready to defend EJ like to the death because yep. that was the first time in my life I could remember them like going out taking a quarterback in round one. At the time, I thought it was kind of cool that like the Bills were the only team to take a quarterback. So in my mind, having seen how like you know the NFL offseason works right and I'm like oh we're gonna have people showing up to training camp and like NFL Network's gonna be there and I was <laughs> I, like I was excited I was in Disney World at the time in his I, I, I think it was the first preseason game against the Colts and I left the parks early at the time and I watched the game to, oh yeah and I watched every second of the game I had found out like earlier I think the day prior that like we would get the game in Orlando mm-hmm. and I like I left the parks early Got there like an hour before the game, and I was locked in, and I was just I was ready to go. I was ready to go for EJ. So like, I, there very few players have broken my heart more than EJ Manuel, f- sh- just purely from the fact that I wanted him to work so bad. The trade so badly. The trade where the Bills moved back to sixteen mm-hmm. was the Bills trade their first and third round selections eight and seventy one mm-hmm. to the St Louis Rams in exchange for the Rams first, second, and. third. Seventh round selections, so 16, 46, 78, and 222. So they get four picks for two picks. I'm about that. All right. And they still, that was a great trade, if you think about it. At the time, it absolutely works. Like, you still get what you think is going to be your quarterback in the right. future. And, and then you also, yeah. at 46, can draft Robert Woods. That pick worked out. Or no, I'm sorry. That was 41. At 46 41. was Kiko Alonso. For a year, that pick worked out. 78 was Marquise Goodwin. That worked out for a little while. <laughs> and who, what were the other ones? 78 and 20, 222 was Chris Gregg, tight end. Well, you know, we can't, we can't, you know, they can't all be perfect. <laughs> he did play 32 games. Yeah. Didn't do anything, but he played 32 games. So. I'm just looking at this this class. We we can get off of 2013. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I want to make my point that the Sabres drought has been way worse than the Bills drought. <laughs> but, but I'm looking out at the top five of this draft class, too. I mean, what a time to be alive. Three offensive tackles go in the top four. Deion Jordan is a pick by the Dolphins at three. He is one of the biggest busts in recent memory. Ezekiel Ansa, Ziggy Ansa, goes as well. Man, just wow, what, what a bad draft class yeah that was in the first round it's not great i don't think 2014 was all that good either no 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 2014 was good no i was very wrong on that one 2014 was good wow jadavian Clowney, khalil mag uh mike evans forgetting about blake bortles there bud oh skipped right over him (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah so my 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 big point the thesis there is is that the bills very rarely were if ever were like clearly the worst team in football i mean like there were teams finishing with one two wins in the drought, there was a team that finished with no wins. Where the Sabres have regularly been the worst team in hockey. Or one of the worst teams right. in hockey. Until recent years, anyway. Until recent years. And even then, now, I think they're sitting at, what, the eighth overall picks? So yep. They're, they're still picking top ten. That's still not great. Yeah. And so I think that's where it's, it's been so much more painful. I think that's where it has also allowed for apathy to really grow amongst the fan base. Where for the Bills, it kind of became clear at a certain point. They are just a quarterback away. Like, they just need a dude who is solid and can get them there, and they'll break the drought. Maybe not win a Super Bowl, but break the drought. Mm-hmm. You know, with Fitz, it was just, you know, hoping and praying that, you know, the Fitz tragic didn't show up. But, you know, Fitz magic was kind of born here in Buffalo. And then once they got a solid quarterback in Tyrod Taylor, it's broken, what, two years later? I mean, 
Right. Yeah, yeah, they got a little bit of help on the de- – I'm not a little bit. They had a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball. But once they got quarterback, it was fine. They, they were they were all right. They were, not, yep. they were never the worst run organization in football. You could argue that at points in the drought that is still currently going on, the Buffalo Sabres were one of the top three worst run sports sports franchise in North America. Well, and what's what's crazy too is like because I was just looking at their draft as well, like their draft history. It's bad, and it's bad. Like the players they pick, like even it's not like where like you know the Bills, yeah, like EJ pick wasn't good, but mm-hmm. the the Bills didn't really have any other options because they had to pick. Well, in their eyes, they had to pick a quarterback. But the Sabres, like, you look at some of these drafts, and, like, 2015, yeah, they take Jack Eichel. But that's it. Like, every other name in there is... J.J. Paterka is the first second-round pick by the Sabres I can remember in a long time even slightly working out. That actually hit. And there are a couple throughout history, but this goes back to the poorly run mm-hmm. aspect of the team. Brandon Hagel was a Sabres draft pick in 2016, sixth rounder. They never signed him to his ELC. He signs with Chicago. He blows up with Chicago, gets traded to Tampa for like eight picks. And that's right. And yeah. is and is a pretty decent player in the league now. Mm-hmm. And you can also look at like, let's say Rasmus Asplund. That was like the guy for a while, prospect wise. Oh yeah. Like that was everyone, everyone's radar was him. And like, again, I'm looking through all this and, at points, it looks like the Sabres are at, you know, the Bills part of the drought where it was, you know, you're picking around eight or nine. You're not bad, but you're not good enough. You just need a couple pieces and you'll, and you'll be out. good to go. Like, you can start in 2011. They pick 16th overall. They take Yoel Armia, who played one game for them and is now a consistent player on the Montreal Canadiens. He's not great, but he's not bad. Mm-hmm. He's an NHL guy. You go to 2012. They pick 12th overall, Mikhail Gregorenko. Mm-hmm. And they also picked Gergensen at 14 oh, yeah. in that draft. 2013, get a little worse. You pick eighth overall. 24, that was Rasmus versus Delinen. Then you go to 2014, second overall. That's the really the first really bad year. You pick Sam Reinhardt at second overall. Okay, great. He's going to help us out. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to start to turn around. It's going to be a little painful, but we're going to start to turn but, around. But we're figuring it out. 2015, second overall, Jack Eichel. I feel like we kind of all knew they were going to be bad that year. Yeah. It was the McDavid year. Probably should have had McDavid. I still think that that draft lottery was rigged, <laughs> rigged. personally. Um, but then 2016, eighth overall. 2017, eighth overall. And then 2018, first overall. Rasmus Dahlin. It's just like this up and down yo-yo. And then mm-hmm. you go back again. Seven, eight, one, nine, thirteen, And then this year, probably like eight or nine again. Yeah. And, and maybe if they make a push, it's going to go up to 13. Like, ooh, fun. Like, wow. It's just they, cool. they, they have truly just stuck around the same area in a sport where, again, half the teams make the playoffs, and they're not desperately looking for a quarterback. Right, exactly. It's not like you can look at one thing the Sabres yeah. need and say, that's what's the reason why. Throughout this whole drought, it's been when – it's, when it hasn't been goaltending, it's been everything else. When it has mm-hmm. been everything else, it's been goaltending. Yep. Like it's it's that's kind of the only way I could look at it where you could say oh they need one position that's goaltender you have that now and you're not succeeding mm-hmm. you have Uka Pekalukin playing his best hockey of his career for the past two months and basically means nothing and it doesn't mean anything yep so I don't know I you're right the Bills the Bills drought was much it, at the time it didn't look like it but it was much easier to deal with it was, it than was way this more drought. palatable than right. what the Sabers drought is exactly all right ran a little long there gonna take a quick time out here where we kind of want to go to today. 
is me and Josh were talking before the show started, some hopes and fears with the Bills offense. A lot of talk has been coming with Joe Brady and his offense when he was put into the interim, becoming much more run heavy. Is that going to be a thing that goes forward? I think most people kind of realize wide receiver is a need, but are we looking more at a much more balanced attack? How believable do you find Sean McDermott's comments at the exit press conferences about being pass first about a team that wants to pass to win games or do you think they are going to transition more to the run would love to hear your thoughts 803-0550 is the number Zach Jones Josh Schmidt hanging out with you till 12 o'clock you listen to the X Point Show and this is WGR